Back on the attack. I am your host, Jeff Wiles. I'm here on a very special episode of Smells Like Radio. That's right, we've got the origin story. This is another double feature. I'm joined by a longtime friend, first time guest, Andy Steinberg. A while ago, I crashed his Gotham Comedy Club green room while he was in town opening for Ari Spears. The two of them have a podcast called the Spears and Steinberg Podcast. Uh, it's a fire podcast. You got to check that one out. Um, we got together to discuss the origin of Smells Like Radio. Many of you may not realize that th- what you're listening to now is the second iteration of Smells Like Radio. Uh, back many years ago, me and a ragtag group of friends, uh, Andy included, got together with hardly any equipment and even less know how. And we would storm green rooms at comedy clubs, specifically stand-up live. And we would try and get interviews with whoever was headlining that week. This was the beginnings of Smells Like Radio. And uh, I gotta say, a lot of times it didn't work. But a couple times it did. And one of those times was Bobcat Goldthwait, probably the crown jewel in our early attempts. For those who don't know, Bobcat Goldthwait is a legendary comedian known for his late-night show antics, I guess you can call them. He set the Tonight Show on fire. He <laughs> spray-painted Arsenio Hall's set. Uh, he's a maniac. But nowadays, he is an award-winning director who continues to tour the stand-up scene. A real gem. Um, he was so cool to us. I reached even further deep into the vaults to uncover that original interview. So after we get the origin story from Andy, uh, I will do my best to mix in our old interview with Bobcat. But please keep in mind, this is this is years ago. So uh, I, I can't attest to the audio quality. I'll do my best in the in the edit to to get it to you know good standards here. But uh, you're probably going to hear a lot of bubbly laughter from a young buck who is just excited to be in the room. We get into a lot of good stuff with Bobcat. Uh, he tells stories from opening him for Nirvana, you know, talking about directing the Jimmy Kimmel show. Um, really fun stuff, and I'm glad that I was able to combine these two. This feels like, um, I don't know, this feels full circle here, being able to catch up years later with the homie that that kind of started the Smells Like Radio thing and then piece that into, you know, one of our better interviews here on the second iteration of this smells like radios it's it feels good that this still has life because while the first attempt wasn't very successful it was so much fun guys it's so much fun to make people you look up to laugh there's no better feeling for me making bobcat laugh i mean like i you know having to do this i went back and re-listened to the interview and even though like i'm you know like clearly a young kid that's just like doing everything to, to keep the flow going and, and just, uh, like I said, happy to be there. I got him a couple times, dude, and it feels good, you know? Just, you know, everybody's having a good time, but uh, you have your moments, you know? And, the, and, the, and certainly, this is one of the fun ones. So I'm very excited to share 
this episode with you guys. Per usual, we're going to jump from here straight into the inner lube. We're going to inner lube you up for this double feature. Can you handle it? Are you ready for this episode of Smells Like Radio? Ha! You're rocking. Yes, you are rocking with the fresh. You are rocking with the depth. You are rocking with the best. You are rocking with the yes. Now you are rocking with the fresh. You're rocking with the depth. You are rocking with the fresh. The yes, you are rocking with the best. You are rocking with the fresh. You are rocking with the depth. You are rocking with the yes. Now you are rocking with the best. You're rocking with the fresh. You are rocking with the depth. It's the yes. Now, your KSBW weather forecast with Chief Meteorologist Lee Solomon. The weather choppy is going to the east. What we need to focus on is that all the traps will continue to be open 24-7. It will be available for you even when the storm here, 24 hours a day. astronaut Jones. I'm on the planet Vorculi. There seems to be no one around. Over. I'll keep looking. Over. Maybe there's danger. What do you think? Mic checks? I, I think I sound phenomenal for someone who shit his pants earlier today. You do sound phenomenal for somebody who shit his pants earlier. Wow. You want to introduce yourself? Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, an old friend from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Andy Steinberg. Rabbi, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> uh, it looks like the changeover happened, right? It does, yeah. <laughs> um, no, man, a lot happened since you were gone, but you were gone and you were in Boston. I was in Boston, And yeah. I was jealous because Boston, I heard, is like the place to get gritty. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what it was. It was a lot of, um, it was a good warm-up to coming out to New York, you know? Because you're doing a lot of a lot of shows in the basements of bars. Yeah. So you would do, you know, you would do these sets and stuff, and you would hear people having a good time above you, which was really strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I wish I was upstairs. They sound like they're having so much more fun. Yeah, Boston was fun though. Did you drive a lot in Boston? Um, not a lot, but it was definitely You kind of needed those still. Yeah, it was nice to have, for sure. I, I I would do um I would use my car to go out to like Vermont and stuff with comics. Yeah. We would do like shows together. Oh, so you were the you were the guy who had the I car. I was the guy. You were the guy who who they took on so that they could get a ride to where they were going. Pretty much. But yeah. you were funny, so then that that was a bonus. Yeah. But you know, you still could have got the job without being funny just because you had the car. It yeah, it the, yeah, it did occur to me. <laughs> When I got out here, that was kind of that was going to be my move. I was like, "I'll be the guy with the car again," and then uh, that changed very quickly. I as was soon like, as you found "Fuck out this car!" I'm how much it costs to park a car? Yeah, you spend more on a car in a year than the car is worth. I mean, you spend more time looking for parking than anything else. Yeah, I was like, "I would, I would gladly pay double for parking, but there's just no spots." I don't, dude, we're taking this down one of the most boring roads i yeah now i feel bad like i'm ruining your podcast you're not ruining anything okay i'm just gonna take out all of your answers can i tell the part about how i almost shit my pants today then and as yeah. i was walking from uh, times square yeah how here. you fe- how are you feeling by the way terrible uh i ate 
whatever I ate last night, I ate Lucky Burger last night. And I thought it was delicious. And then I got, and I was really high. And I went back to the room. And uh, when I got to the hotel, uh, I'm a Hilton's honor member. Nice. Because I'm, you know, I'm fucking big time. And uh, so he goes, oh, do you want, so I got a couple of waters to go back to my room. And he goes, would you like some M&Ms? And I go, yeah. And then he goes, would you like one for your girl? And I go, sure. So I take these water and two bags of M&Ms. Mm-hmm. And I go to my room. And so I ate my first bag, probably wouldn't have killed me. And then uh, she went to the bathroom and I was like, and I was just sitting there by myself. So I opened up hers and I go, Hey, someone opened up your bag of M&Ms. And she goes, Oh, I don't really want them anyway. So I ate the whole second bag. <laughs> and then I woke up this morning. I felt okay. But then we went and got coffee. And then, uh, there was this, uh, I don't know why this thing that I ordered at breakfast, I didn't even really want it. It was just some bacon and uh, some toast. And I had a little bit of that, but then it came with these uh, truffle fries. Oh, no, dude. And I ate a few of those. And as soon as I ate it and this black coffee, like this strong ass <laughs> oh, black no. coffee, I felt like I felt like I went from like my, my belly went to full. Like and I couldn't really move or walk or felt good or like and then I thought I was going to shit my pants. And then uh, so I went to the bathroom about 22 times and <laughs> oh, I got over to the club and uh I go, I should just throw up. And as soon as I said that, my body goes, yeah, you know what? You should throw up. That's a good idea. Yeah. And I had like two seconds to get to the, the bathroom, and then I threw up for like seven minutes straight, just everything in me. Nice. And uh, I hope your listeners like this, but th- this is the nice part. Um, well, they, they, they just have to listen to it. They don't have to look at your yeah. beard. But yeah, the, see all the, <laughs> see all the, the leftovers from it. I, I cleaned up really well. You did, actually. The, the, uh, the, 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 the final, the final exit for me. The reason I know it was the M&M's is because it was it had chocolatey goodness. Oh, oh wow. You didn't <laughs> tell me you were a poet. Listen yeah, to this. It smelled, it smelled, smelled like M&M's. <laughs> it was the worst, dude. You are gross. And if the show, I thought the show started at 7, so I got here like at 6.20. And if the show would have actually started at 7, mm-hmm. um, I would have been in the bathroom throwing up when yeah. it started. Yeah. So it, it worked out all right. But I feel great now. Uh, as good as anybody who yeah I'm glad you got all those M&M's out of you thanks and I'm not eating I I swear I'm fat I'm out of shape I'm going back home and I'm going to eat healthy because I can't do this to myself anymore like I feel so disgusted with myself like even talking about I feel like I need to go throw up (laughs) there's there's nothing left I'm glad this realization came uh, we got the we got the scoop why I'm going to lose weight it's (laughs) not because I think that I'll do better on stage I won't I'm going to do just as terrible as I've done before but you'll feel better off stage is the problem. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. When I walk down the street, when I try to catch a subway, I won't be out of breath. And like <laughs> when you wobble down the street, dude, when I, I Sarah, <laughs> I swear to God, last time I, I ran down the steps and up the steps to grab a subway and I was chasing Ricardo. I don't mm-hmm. think you were there. I think you were out of town and we got in the subway and, you know, there's a reserve for older handicapped or needy people. Mm-hmm. I was going to tell the guy because I was breathing so hard. I was about ready to go. Hey, dude, you're going to have to move, man. Uh, <laughs> you could, I mean, I think you could have pulled it off probably could have pulled it off well i want to thanks for having me in here anyways <laughs> especially through all the aches and pains of <laughs> yeah so uh you said you wanted to uh, talk about the origin of uh, oh yeah dude yeah i want to get the origin story for smells like radio the people don't know they're just listening to this op- episode or or whatever they don't realize that this podcast lived on in a different iteration years ago like six or seven years ago six or seven years ago we used to crash green rooms at stand up live in Phoenix. Stand up live in Phoenix. And it was because Ricardo, R- Ricardo, does anybody know Ricardo on this podcast yet? He's done an episode, yeah. Okay. So Ricardo uh, 
it's the interesting about thing about Ricardo is Ricardo wants to do stuff, which is a very uh, great thing. It's it's ambitious. Let's let's just do. But he doesn't have like any uh, the technical know how. And he doesn't go to find people that do. He just like, let's just do a podcast. And uh, we recorded a couple that were okay. And we got another guy that's living out here now, actually. Uh, Mr. Fat Manderson. Matt Anderson himself. And Matt. Uh, Matt knows how to do this shit now. He has a good podcast. Yeah, he's, he's doing great. Yeah. You're also doing great, too. Yeah, my podcast is with Aries is doing good. Uh, but uh, so he would record and we couldn't understand why it sounded like shit. And then we found out. After a really good get for our podcast, the like the best, I think the best person we had to get. Well, that's not true. I hate it. I hated the Jamie Kennedy interview. We had a couple cool ones booked, and then the, we would just show up in the green room, and they would be like, nah, I don't want to do it. Well, that. Jamie really <laughs> didn't want to do it. He really yeah. hated it. He really hated it. Which I, I don't, you know, I, I would never blame comedians, because the green room is kind of like your... Yeah, but it, it was, yeah, but, but we would tell them, you know, and we we're only trying to do like 20 minutes with them and they were cool or we could do it afterwards or we try to set up other things. But yeah, they usually were like, oh, we're not going to fucking waste more of our day with you. We'll just do this 20 minutes in the green room. Yeah. But uh, so we had a few that weren't really good and we couldn't figure out. They didn't really sound great, but we had them and uh, we didn't even really know how to release them. And then we got Bobcat. <laughs> Yeah, we did. Wait. And that was a real big one for me because Bobcat, not just as a comedian, but as a director and as as a as a script writer for his own movies and everything he's done. All I was like, talent. dude, this dude, this is amazing. And he's going to talk to us. Yeah. And he's, he shared he shared some really cool stories too. opening for Nirvana on tour. Yeah. And uh, I asked him I, the one thing that I wanted to ask him for years. I said, when you were uh, when you lit the, the couch on fire on The Tonight Show and started to go out, uh, what was your thought process for going back there again? You know, because that's when they like grabbed him. Right. And he goes, because I want to burn more shit, dude. And I was like, <laughs> oh, so. So and I got to see like the, the, the other Bobcat that isn't the. Uh, right. The, the the regular person. Like, yeah. Like I could see it in his eyes. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Bobcat on a couch. Yeah. I got to see <laughs> yeah. like he, he really and he wasn't kidding. He really wanted to burn some more shit down. Yeah. So it was really cool. And we get it and we go to listen to it. And what we found out, and what we didn't know, is that Matt was recording everything on one channel. Ugh. So we couldn't fix anything. And that's when I said, fuck it, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. And Smells Like Podcast was just a name that I came up with because I thought I hated podcasts at the time. Yeah. Um, smells like radio, you mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, smells like, but I hated podcasts at the time. And I thought a podcast smells, it's just, it's the same thing as radio, but yeah. you can just do it at your own time. So it smells like radio. This is the same thing. We're just, we're, we're just not between some numbers. And you can listen to it anytime. Yeah, and man. but radio is going was in that direction anyway, where you could go find your radio, and it was being simulcast, and you could find radio. So I I, I didn't get uh, how important it was going to be, and yeah. how many voices it could you know uh, give access to. And we were young guns. We didn't. We, we barely had microphones. Well, let I, alone but other I'm old, It's kind of because I'm old. Yeah. Also, and I came up with you know all these old technology and old ways of doing things, and I was like, this isn't going to work, and. I was completely wrong, and uh, uh, but I was so mad about that that podcast that we couldn't release that I. Uh, well, you say couldn't release. I actually surprise surprise have it on my SoundCloud page. Well, you should put some of it on this because there's some good. Uh, I might do that. Yeah, there's some good uh, some good things in there, and then we found out too. And you know, Bobcat's cool, and we never really we never released Jamie's at all. Jamie's I no. think is lost. Um, 
yeah, so that was the Smells Like Pot, uh, Smells Like Radio, and then you decided when you were out here that you were going to do it, and you very nicely asked if I gave a shit about that title, which I still do, but I was happy to, that it was you that was going to take it, so yeah. I was like, yeah, cool. It's got life, you know? Yeah. Well, thanks for having me around. It was a lot of fun. It was cool getting the origin story, dude. That wasn't much of an origin. Well, just to hear it, you know? You want to plug anything, man? Um, I'm andycomedy.com. Tell them about the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. The Spears and Steinberg podcast is our podcast. Bada boom. It's a re- it, honestly, um, Aries has like great stories that he that he loves to he loves to talk about inappropriate shit even way more than I do, and it's really added to the podcast. And I shouldn't say inappropriate, but just deeper than you would you would usually go. Right. And uh, and as long as it's about me solely. Like, I don't have no problem saying anything about me. I'll tell you the worst things about me. Right. Uh, I mean, but, you did already. But yeah, yeah, I did. But <laughs> I won't uh, open it up to other people where Aries is way more, let's let's just tell the story the way it is. Right. And so it made the podcast really cool, and we started really getting into it. And I pull him back every now and then. He pushes me all the time. And uh, it's, it's turned into something that I... Yeah, it's really developed. I didn't think, it was, I wasn't expecting. And now that we're starting to get some of these interviews... I think it's going to be really cool because uh, we got oh, yeah. some, uh, like I said, we just did the Ice-T one, which will be out uh, this Wednesday, which I don't know. For, for you, it's different because I know you release once a month. It's out now. Check it out. And we're supposed to have a Mike Tyson one coming, and we're supposed to uh, and we're supposed to be on Corolla in a few weeks. Keep uh, an eye out. So, yeah, look for us out there. I'm going to go poop. Yeah, yeah, do your thing. All right, bye. And now, a word from our sponsor. Ah, dudes. Are you catching harsh vibes at school? Yeah. Do your parents just not understand? Yeah. Is it hard for you to chill when everyone's being so extra? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then we got a blessing for you, cuz. It's the new chewable vitamin from Xanax, the chillest pill company. This daily supplement has been formulated to keep you lit. And now it's in four yummy flavors like cherry, sushi, Mountain Dew slush, and sparkle. So get moms and dads to refill their prescriptions today. Xanax Chewable is not a vitamin. should not be consumed by anyone more than once a week. I think this is going to hurt my career. (laughs) (laughs) Coming from the guy that sets chairs on. Yeah, (laughs) I think this is really going to hurt my career. guys welcome to smells like radio podcast uh we're sitting in the green room after bobcat's first show how was it um my expectations were uh terrible no it was <laughs> it was really good it's a great room it was pretty fun and cool, um cool. Uh, I, i'm starting to sound like a sports uh, figure you know i think it was a good game <laughs> line i think stand up live is the best comedy club in the country <laughs> 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 sounds great crystal clear we got it okay <laughs> 
I guess we'll start this thing off. Um, question wise, I had read uh, that you were opening for Nirvana on their last North American yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah, not, well, not not coming up. Not coming up. <laughs> well, the way <laughs> you phrase, oh, yeah, the way yeah, you phrase them, yeah, um, two, being replaced yeah. by Tupac. Oh, <laughs> they're uh, gonna have a <laughs> a hologram battle. <laughs> yeah, a hologram battle with lightsabers. I think if you were really high at Bonnaroo and then, uh, or no, it wasn't Bonnaroo, it was uh, Coachella, and then Tupac showed up, I would lose my shit. Yeah, right? I gotta guarantee a lot of people had. Bad dreams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like time your drugs, and then he, Tupac shows up, and, and he actually says, "What's up, Coachella?" I'm like, ah. "Yeah." So um, I'm trying to do that. I want to do that live, nice. but I want to bring back someone that nobody wants back, like <laughs> like um, L. Jolson or something. You know, Hello, my baby. Touch, touch, say goodbye. And I'll be like, "Dude, that's not cool, man. Blackface is not rad yeah. anymore." What are you talking about? Yeah. Everybody loved me. I uh, like that you still made him blackface. You're like, nope, you're still going yeah. blackface he's blackface. hologram. He's got to be a blackface hologram if he's Al Josen. Although I made him Michigan J. Frog at the beginning. <laughs> Didn't I do his same, song? Same person. Same guy, really, yeah. isn't it? Everybody's all confused. Like, is there a light bulb out in the hologram uh, that's <laughs> causing the black? How come it looks like a negative? Yeah. Negative hologram. This, this, this hologram was not developed correctly. So yeah, that had to have been crazy opening for Nirvana. I mean, going up before music is like famously terrible for comedy. Right, but I mean, I didn't think like I'm gonna go out there, and I'm gonna really kill. You know, I'm gonna make this crowd laugh. Right. <laughs> you know, so I thought it was funny. Like every once in a while, I'd have a good set, but most of the time, it would just be like you know, I'd get hit with a teenager. Uh, <laughs> I did get hit with a teenager. That is true. They successfully threw some out of the pit. No. But, yeah. All of a sudden, my knees fucking oh. buckled, and there's kids. Scrambling off stage yeah, like a crab, like you know, like I don't want to be here either. But um, you know, I have M80s go off over my head, and, and no uh, way, it's yeah. like a war, Jesus. Yeah, it was, but I did. I actually did like serpentine. I eventually learned that, like I'd pace around and then just jut out one way or the other. Just then, doing your set. Yeah, because then you couldn't lock in on me. Like if I was just standing there, or if I went back and forth, you could eventually get my rhythm back and forth. Oh but if I just God, sporadically, hey, I'm on the drum kit. Nope, now I'm down. You know, so. it, was your, it was your like welcome to the jungle kind of look on top of the uh, Nirvana. <laughs> it was. I thought I'd annoy those guys and do Axl Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd just really frost their cake. Oh my uh, gosh! Well, you used to be. Uh, Twisted Sister in those I videos. I was in their videos, right? yeah. yeah. But I, I, uh, I didn't open for Twisted Sister, yeah. though. But, you know, I, I would have. You know, I did dates uh, with Cheap Trick. Uh, uh, open for them. And uh, that was a funny thing, because uh, at the end of the show, Cheap Trick during the encore, they go, do you want to come out for the encore? I go, yeah. And they do Surrender, and they give me a guitar. And I go... What key is it in? And Rick Nielsen goes, "You're not plugged in, man." And I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> and then I just started doing these Pete Townsend windmills across the stage uh, and stuff. How awesome. pissed do you think they would have been if they're like, "We're going out for the encore. Bobcat's going to open up with five minutes again." I'm going to do <laughs> another five, or yeah. if I just sang, you know, "Mommy's yeah. all right, Daddy's all right." Ah. That happened once, and um. And uh, I was doing this benefit with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And they said, hey, will you join us for Teach Your Children? So there's, like, fucking hippies that are waiting all night. They're going to do teach. They're going to do teach, you know. And then I come out, and I'm like, teach your children, teach your children. Scum live, heroes die. Ah," You know. (laughs) And I was fucking rolling around the stage with the mic in my pants. awesome. And everyone fucking bummed out. So. (laughs) 
Uh, you're just known for everything, man. Acting, directing, writing. It's just crazy how much stuff you've actually done. And like growing up in the 80s, watching you, like you made the Police Academy movies. Like from part two on, it was just like everything as a I child. I appreciate you like, taking the uh, time oh. to say two and on. Because sometimes people will go, <laughs> they'll bring in a DVD of Police Academy. Oh. Like, will you sign this? And yeah. I go, I'm not in this movie. Bobcat Goldblake. I mean, the joke good. I said on stage yeah. was with, uh, was because they really are rebooting it. And I said, they're going to make it like uh, 21 Jump Street. They're going to make it a comedy this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it is. Police Academy was okay movie, but Police Academy 2, you is uh, Zed. It's just. I want to know what kind of uh, actual <laughs> court system they had in Metropolitan USA, <laughs> where but <laughs> a year later I'm out of jail and I'm a policeman. They have really low <laughs> low standards on who becomes a cop. Uh, you know what? He's been good. Just let him out. He's, he's, he's going to let him out. Make him a cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a dirty cop, which would have been good. That America, been. you can redeem yourself. Yeah, yeah that we love a, yeah. we love we love a, a good uh, second act. Yeah, um, that's very true. Do you act- prefer? I'm sorry. Do you Go. prefer acting or directing? Or I mean, I I jokingly say, but it's true. You know, I retired from acting the same time people stopped hiring me, so it worked out really well <laughs> time wise. But I I if I've given the choice. I really like writing and directing stuff, you know, so uh, I, I'm excited when folks watch those new movies that I've made, but um, that, that's my favorite thing to do. It might be just because that's the newest thing I'm doing, but I, I, I like it because um, I think I get to say a lot more about how I view the world and the movies I make versus when I go on stage. Yeah, compliments well, on uh, God Bless America. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. Really, really good. Thanks. I, I can see a lot of, uh, a lot of like, the act and the personality and the writing. It's, it's yeah, it's really, kind of funny. It's really the first cool. time I actually took a couple jokes from my act, and so tonight on stage I almost did them, and I said, no, you can't do that, because anyone who saw God Bless America was like, hey, that's dialogue. <laughs> yeah. oh, you're not making we, this stuff up as we speak. Yeah. Yeah, but you... Uh, you, you had you had uh, Joel Murray in there. Yeah. Oh, he's such a good actor, man. Uh, I love you and him in One Crazy Summer. Wait, well, we we flirted with a, a, a pitching. Uh, actually, I didn't even flirt with it. I actually pitched to Steve Holland, Savage yeah. Steve Holland, the One Nutty Autumn, where uh, <laughs> where we all come together again. And because if you remember the movie, uh, at the end, Hoops goes off to yeah. become an animator. So in this movie, he's running Pixar. And he has oh. no sense of humor anymore, and he's cut all of his friends out of his life. So we all get together again, and we rescue him and prevent him from doing the Raven. Oh, that sounds like an amazing <laughs> movie. That, like one crazy summer is just such a good I think, classic '80s movie. Look, man. one nutty autumn. The depends yes. jokes are already there. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just a bunch of old farts getting together. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool to see him in uh, God Bless America, you know, because I yeah. think he gets he, he doesn't get as much acting as he should because he's well so he does good. act a lot, but he it was the first one that he actually Stars. yeah, yeah. it was his first time to be the 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 because when I asked him to do it he thought like I was asking him to be the boss in the office yeah. or some <laughs> role like that, but uh, you know. Uh, I said, no, I want you to be the guy. And he's I'm like, the guy? So he called Bill up, his brother, and said, you know, what's the trick in being the you know number one on the call sheet? And uh, 
Bill never called him back. And, uh, <laughs> well, Bill did, I should say, in Bill's defense, he did call him back. But, like, I'd make a movie, and I think we, it was like two and a half weeks. So, oh, wow. Bill called oh, him wow. two and a half weeks. He's like, this is a Bobcat Goldthwait movie. We already wrapped, man. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> how do you have weeks to uh, flip this movie? Yeah. Yeah. How, how, do you, how do you work so fast? You have two well, and a half weeks? Yeah, it's very Ed Wood, you know? It's like, yeah, man, moving right along. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're all doing great work here. You really want to go through that wow, door? Man. That's awesome. Not so man. much. That's um, really cool. But, you know, but I mean, World's Greatest Dad, I had a lot more time. That was like about four weeks shoot. Okay. And, so I, and I will still. say this about Darko. When they saw um, God Bless America, they gave me a little more money, and I went out and I got to shoot some more stuff and put it in That's the movie. That's awesome. Yeah, so they're great. So Cheers. do you know Bill Murray then? Well, I did Scrooge with him, but I don't, oh, I don't right. really know him. I, I'm, I'm friends with Joel, but I don't know Bill. Yeah, because he's doing that party crashing no, thing. No, that, yeah. that's a fake thing. By the way, that totally sounds like him. Yeah. <laughs> totally sounds like him. Oh. But uh, because like in Austin, like he's famous for, you know, bartending and just yeah. showing up and stuff like that. But yeah. Uh, you also directed for a while the uh, Jimmy Kimmel show, right? Yeah, I did that for yeah. three years. I did about 300 some episodes. Uh, wow. We actually were there a couple weeks ago and... Is there anybody in Hollywood you just look at? Because Matthew McConaughey walked by us. <laughs> right. And I'm 100% straight, but I was that's like, not I want arguable. That's not verified. I, arguable. Well, I am wearing a coral no, t-shirt. But listen, but it's I, like, I know what you're talking about. I wanted Sometimes, to touch his ass just to see what it was made out of. It's like it's adamantium of, steel or something. It's I don't made know of what's magic going on. <laughs> and dreams. Yeah, and his, cat yawns. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's made of cat yawns, his butt. No, no, there are dudes like you. You know, I joke yeah. about Johnny Depp, like, but I did movie Blow, and you look at him, and you're like, holy Christ, this is like otherworldly. It's really, yeah. you know. And he's a very sweet guy. Then I had a meeting with his company. I was like, oh, shit. I hope he didn't hear me say that I thought he was cute because it was really fucking awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, I, I, I saw just, you special, man. I'm like, oh, dude, I was just fucking kidding. I, McConaughey and Magic Mike, though. He, I have never seen a bigger, happier grin than the clips from him starring in Magic Mike. He's just like yeah. all, like, this is the role. He, there's just a <laughs> huge, empty bowl of shit, right? off the set because <laughs> he's got this huge shit eating grin <laughs> I'm a stripper and I get to sing a song oh my god ah. it's like he <laughs> got that role and he was like you know what 2012 I know what they were talking about way back when 2012 <laughs> the Aztecs called it <laughs> <laughs> no man I I, I want to go see Magic Mike. Yeah, yeah, I still haven't seen it. I saw yeah. Savages today. How's that? Oh, Do not cool. go see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Do not go really? see that Really? Not movie. even for funny, funny? Um, I wish. Uh, the whole right. the premise of the movie doesn't make sense. It's crazy. And this is the same kid that saw, what was it, The Ledge? What was The Ledge movie? Man on the Ledge. Man on the, Man ledge. On the ledge. I wanted to find out if he got off the ledge, uh, guys. What yeah. was it about? Oh, what was this girl? That no, was you don't have to tell me. I, what was Teen Wolf about? Well, it's about the fight between puberty and your parents. And uh, it's a redemption story. It's a redemption story. I've, I've been trying for years. I've been trying to do a junkie werewolf movie where the guy is um, he starts turning into a werewolf when he's a teenager. Like he kills a poodle, but he thinks he killed the old lady, and then he's relieved that he only killed her dog. But he starts <laughs> doing hard drugs because he feels bad that he's a werewolf. And so when he gets high on heroin, he doesn't turn into a werewolf. So he stays strung out. So that's the, the high road for him is to stay <laughs> strung out. And everyone's always trying to get him to sober up and take him <laughs> to rehab. And then, and then he kills everyone in the AA meeting. And maybe that's me acting out. I don't know. <laughs>
That's awesome. What are you What are you trying to get me to? No, no, no. I, I'm the old person in the group here, and so my thing gets a little more nostalgic if I can speak. Um, twenty years old, first time on Carson. No, no, the uh, Letterman show. Letterman show. I was 20, yeah. How, like, just, like, to me, like, someone said, what's the greatest thing you could ever accomplish? It would be, like, doing Letterman. Uh, not doing Letterman. Right. Doing Letterman. No, I know what you mean. So what would, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool, for clarifying that. Yeah, that's I just cool. want to make sure that we're all on the same page <laughs> The coolest right now. thing is, hey, that's a good story, too. <laughs> Look, if you bang Letterman, when that's I was 10 million times <laughs> better than just going on and doing a monologue. If I did it at 20, maybe it would be better, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was 20, and I hit that shit. <laughs> this is a different time. Letterman wore bell bottoms and he was, his ass was loose and fast. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> hey, are you recording this? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But, but, what, uh, but what was that? Like that? That was that? Like is that when you know? Like you? You? Like you're there? Or it was it? really weird. Like being 20, I was so super nervous, and I didn't. But you know, in the introduction, I didn't go. This is a young kid. You know, his introduction was, "This is one of the weirdest comedians we've seen in a while," or something like that. So, nobody ever thought I was the age I was when I was that age. So, nice. nice. What I'm saying is, now is the time <laughs> for an age-appropriate death. You know. There you go. Like if I died, they go, "Yeah, that seems about right." Well, it wasn't like I was mowed down in my prime. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Yeah. That's a little dark for you, fellas. Uh, <laughs> hey, you want to go to three questions? Or well, I mean, you you famously, I mean, the the chair on fire, the spray paint. I mean, that's you you're. I mean, I don't know, famously, but but Jesus, you've done some crazy stuff on late night. Yeah, yeah. I think it's funny. Like when I directed the Kimmel show, they never really, uh, you know, I yeah, I smashed up the Arsenio Hall show <laughs> yeah. and then I set the Leno show on fire, but. The, ABC never promoted the fact that I was their, you know, they go, hey, you know that guy who's not allowed on other talk shows? Yeah, <laughs> he's our director. He's, yeah, he's yeah. at the helm. They but never promoted that? Is that what you're saying? No, but oh, I did that on. on purpose. No, no, I didn't, because I, I didn't want, one, I, I did want to be taken serious as a director, and two, I did know right. that Jimmy was really putting his uh, lob on the fucking meat block by having yeah. me direct, so. Yeah, I mean. I, you know, nobody was excited about it. It was really Jimmy sticking it out for me oh wow that's awesome you as a director is probably what made me the most nervous about you being in here because as we started this and you watched us get this ready and <laughs> looked at the fan like eight times and you're gonna lock that door you let me yeah. it was like I was it like, is kind of a dick yeah and you know what it's kind of it's it, it's pretentious and obnoxious no, it's, but you you definitely pay attention to details that but is, uh, it's too it's it's not cool like when i was doing my showtime special i could tell that there's a i got to a punchline and there was a shadow from the jib arm on my face and i go um i'm doing that again because the jibs in my light and i did pick it up and it was yeah. fine but yeah so, so it's kind of obnoxious uh, is that going day-to-day life now though do you like over like analyze no but one day i was really exhausted and i was watching saturday Night live and i and i started calling the cameras oh like because they were just on the same shot for fucking ever during the music act and i go ready to <laughs> and I was really, I really did it. I was asleep because it's the same thing when I was directing the music acts on Kimmel, just one TV. You know, there's a screen and I concentrate on that and I call the cameras. And I, was, I really was that tired. My daughter's like, Dad, go to bed. I was Whoa. Like, ready to. <laughs> so when, you, when you left, when you, when you did, came time and you did leave Kimmel, you did three years, right? Yeah. What, what, was it just time? Did you want to do something different or did you just day job was you're done having a day no, job? No, it was, uh, yeah, it started, you know, uh, at the same time that, that all, I was on the show, I really loved that job, but then I, I had made the first one of the recent movies I made, it's called Sleeping Dogs Lie, and it was at Sundance, and, and it got sold, and it kind of changed the path I was on. So, so, 
So that's why. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to going back and working for other comedians and uh, in that level again. I I really enjoyed it. I mean, I know you had oh. Neil in here. You know, I worked briefly on the Chappelle show, and that was really fun. You know, I, I like working with other comics because comics, you know, uh, uh, networks and producers think comics are monkeys like they think that they're just crazy and that they're unpredictable and they don't know what they want and that's the fur furthest thing from the truth you know they, they usually have really clear vision so if i can help facilitate what they want that's a that makes me really happy that's awesome um, if i can be the guy i didn't have on hot to trot i'm really really happy <laughs> helping people hot to trot is another great movie guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. They put me in comedy jail for about 12 years uh, <laughs> i gotta i gotta ask you though because you you allegedly quit or retired in 2005, right? Yeah, but I mean, the world didn't weep when I yeah. quit, you know? It wasn't like, oh, no. But, like, your comedy is so unique and so branded. In the 80s, you went from comedy to acting. What do you think about, like, a lot of these guys that are, like, professional wrestlers coming into the comedy now and getting pushed because of that? Are there professional ref wrestlers coming into comedy? Yeah, man. Sure. What? This is Rob news Van to me. But I think, what? to me, that's... that. It's they still are performers, so that really doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me. I, I, I have a bigger problem with like, um, like in Los Angeles, there was I, I haven't been to you know, there used to be guys who were just like soap opera stars who were trying to you know do stand up and <laughs> yeah, wrestling is kind of there's some yeah. imagination there, but you athletic know, athletic soap opera. I would say soap opera stars yeah. rips my cock off a lot more <laughs> than, a, than a wrestler. I mean, wrestlers are pretty funny. Yeah. So, all right, well, yeah, let's move on to the questions. You want we, to do uh, three questions? Okay, these are from uh, these are from your feature. Go ahead, and, uh, uh, who's with you this weekend? Go ahead and do the introduction there, Jeff. Uh, all right, from uh, Daniel Can you Stewart. Say the, name of the, the feature. We just did. Yeah, just did. I, didn't hear I don't have headphones on. <laughs> He's He's like a I'm Jewish a shitty director. That's uh, that's what it comes down to. You are like the worst Jewish mother, dude. Ready right? to. Uh, alrighty. Uh, the first question: What's the the next movie you want to make? Um. I. I was going to make a zombie fetus movie next called Ankle Biters, but I think um, the next one hopefully will be uh, this movie I wrote with uh, Ray Davis uh, called uh, Schoolboys in Disgrace. He, it's his album, but I'm, I'm turning it into a movie. Nice. Very nice. Um, did you have any plans to... Uh, the second question, sorry. Do you have any plans to uh, write a book at any point? <laughs> I've been thinking about it, I, I, but... Um, I think if I wrote a book, it might be more of a novel versus autobiography. You okay. know, I, 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 I don't know. Some of the com comedians' books, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll crap out a baby or something so I can mm -hmm. exploit it. You, you know? said, you said novel. Have you, have you been toying with possible ideas well, already? Well, I like or? the idea of telling stories, but I don't like, you know, uh, you know, me on the cover going, you don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps, you know. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll burn that bridge when I get to it. The Bobcat <laughs> Goldwaite story. You gotta, if you do that, you got to grow back that goatee, the <laughs> yellow one. <laughs> the yellow special, goatee. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, during that special, I just... <laughs> dyed my hair in the sink uh, before <laughs> I went on and it all started melting all oh. the colors it looked like uh, it looked oh, like diehard outtakes just uh. my hair was bleeding into my eyes oh my right. gosh and uh, the last question is uh, what was it like to bang Nikki Cox <laughs> 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 uh, uh, well, I have a couple different answers for that. Uh, uh, I, I, um, <laughs> the, the one I want to give, I, I, I uh, you know what? I'm not going to say anything funny. I'll just say it was delightful because uh, Jay Moore gets all crazy when uh, I mention them or anything. Yeah. So I'll say um, uh, 
Uh, it was a lot of fun to have sex with his wife's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How's that? Then he, then he can't get mad, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a compliment. Yeah, that's right? a compliment. Yeah, compliment. That's kind, you know. Yeah, 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 I'm saying that shit's tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can't get mad at that. Uh, this uh, is why, though, we do say who the questions are from because right, we didn't want so you to think nice. they were coming from. <laughs> These two guys yeah. right here. Would it make you feel any better that I had just told uh, <laughs> Danielle the story about when my daughter asked? that question on oh. a podcast <laughs> no. you guys they don't even believe it but she did oh my god nice. i was on this tom, tom green podcast and they go let's go to the audience and my daughter goes what's it like to bang nikki oh, <laughs> 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 oh my god. well you, ever, you get christmas cards from jay moore that's all i wanted to uh yeah. yes yeah. yes <laughs> no he gets very upset and uh and and He's got a hell of imagination, so I try not to get him too f- fired up because his version of reality and the rest of ours is completely different. Uh, All right, well, thank you very much. All righty, that is the show. Thanks for coming with me on this trip down memory lane. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Make sure you rate and review five stars, dude. I can, I can, I can also make sure you follow Andy Comedy. Check out the podcast. And follow me on Instagram. I got new projects in the work and you're gonna wanna hear about them. All right, be safe out there. I'm not trying to talk shit about New York. I'm just saying it's gotten different. This is okay. I'm not the mayor anymore.